0: Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Ask Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. I'm your host, Angel Leon, Mosher's HR advisor. This week, we're bringing you our consultants' traditions for one of our favorite holidays, Thanksgiving. Producer Brian and I served our consultants on what their traditions are for Thanksgiving. So get ready, sit on your favorite couch, but don't fall asleep from overeating because you won't want to miss these Thanksgiving traditions that we have for you. We have Peggy, Ryan, and Melinda, who all share wonderful traditions that you could adopt for your family this year. First off, we have Peggy, whose Thanksgiving tradition involves building gingerbread houses. Let's have a listen.
1: Since I was about eight years old, um, my mother started baking um, homemade gingerbread and turning it into gingerbread houses. And it was a long process for her to do, and we would make homemade gingerbread houses with me and my two older brothers. Um, Few years after that, we carried that tradition on to the extended family and our cousins all then got to do it. And that's about mm, 13 families that my mom would make these gingerbread houses for. And that was a Thanksgiving Day tradition. After we eat a big meal, we would then make the houses. Um, The only rule we had with our houses, of course, was everything had to be edible. There was nothing, no toys could be added. Everything had to be edible. We still do that tradition today. Uh, gosh, 35 years later, maybe, (laughs) my mom is still making gingerbread houses for not only me and my brother's families, but also for my cousins. Once Christmas is over, we let that gingerbread house go and sit outside and let the birds have their little feast on Christmas Day. Of course, when we were little, we would eat our houses. My mother would get so mad at us. I look back now thinking that was very disgusting with the dust and the stale candy. (laughs) And my kids, uh, I guess, eat on the house today. The house that they build, and they eat that same candy. And I remind them how disgusting that is. So, the, do
2: they <laughs> eat it? They eat, do they eat it leading up to Christmas, or like just a little bit at a time? Does the house slowly disappear as you get close? It's almost like uh, an advent calendar of gingerbread.
1: Yes, exactly. An advent calendar, exactly. It just slowly disappears. <laughs> By Christmas morning, the house looks pretty pathetic. Sometimes it gets set outside early for the birds. (laughs) (laughs) Nice.
0: Coming up, we have Ryan, who has a Thanksgiving tradition involving the song Alice's Restaurant with his brother and his dad that should bring a smile to your day. Here's Ryan.
3: All right. Um, Well, ever since the I can remember um, going back to early childhood years, something that my dad and my brother and I would always do, um, each year was listened to a song that was played on the radio called uh, Alice's Restaurant. Um, the song was written back in 1967. It's incredibly long, really silly. Um, I'd encourage everybody to listen to it at least once because it is really kind of silly. Uh, it's about 18 minutes long. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's played on his favorite radio station 104.7 WTUE out of Dayton, Ohio. Um, And it was something that we started a lot of times when we were kids, we would travel to his brother's house um, and the time that we'd be traveling, it was on the radio during that time. So it started that way um, for probably the last 10 to 15 years. uh, They've been hosting it at their house. um, So we don't have that travel, but we step outside, we go out to his truck and we'll open the truck door up, start it up and we'll play the song and we'll just kind of stand there shooting the breeze and, and kind of listening to the song for, um, you know, that 18 minute length of, of time while our turkey is cooking and just kind of, uh, reliving those childhood memories a little bit at a time with, with listening to that song.
2: Cool. All right. Thank you very much. We appreciate you sharing that with us.
3: Hey, you're welcome. Absolutely. It's a very, very silly tradition, but it's fun sometimes to, to share those with other people.
2: Yeah. And now everyone enjoying this episode of Asking Anything will, if they've heard the song, have it randomly pop up just running through their head at some point later today. So you're welcome for that, everybody. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Thanks again.
0: Next up, we have Tia, who has one of the most unique traditions I think you'll hear. And you hear, you hear me laughing because this one is a doozy. They are a naps and crafts household. And if you want to know what I mean by that, let's listen to Tia tell her story.
4: I actually have two quick ones. Um, The first one is like post food floor naps. Um, The thing is in our family, it's been a while since we've been all together, but everybody will stuff their faces and literally all fall asleep on the floor. No one goes to a spare bedroom. There's at least two rooms that all the family spreads out in and is inhabiting during Thanksgiving and you will find people in like a corner on the floor passed out (laughs) and you have people just sitting on the couch snoring and then if you fall asleep first everybody will take your picture and we've been fortunate enough that people don't know how to transfer their photos on their phones so a lot of them have been lost (laughs) I've been confirming those (laughs) Um, and then the second one is uh Christmas crafting. So I come from a very crafty family. My grandmother crafts all the time, sews all the time. Um, and we usually do a Christmas craft every Thanksgiving. So it's either oriental trading type things or um somebody finds something on Pinterest. So you take out the popsicles, the felt, pine cones, whatever, and you make yourself a Christmas craft. And We would make one every year recently because everybody has grown up. It hasn't happened as often, but it's something that I'm probably going to start picking back up again. We have the popsicle stick sleds. There's popsicle stick uh, snowmen. Uh, We've had a lot of reindeer, (laughs) (laughs) a lot of reindeer. There's origami reindeer, felt reindeer, and then some type of wooden spool reindeer with uh, like Christmas bells on it like you hot glue everything. So (laughs) pretty fun.
0: (laughs) And finally, we have Melinda, who is back with us sharing her gingerbread making stories and her tradition, while similar to Peggy's is quite interesting, and it comes with a twist in the end. So here's Melinda with her Thanksgiving tradition.
5: So my family's kind of, we're a little more fun oriented, maybe than a lot of families on Thanksgiving, like after we're all done eating and all the great food and everything. And some people go off and watch the game. We get all of the kids together and we go and put them all around a table and just get tons of decorations and we decorate a gingerbread house. So Mm. um, we'll have it, you know, pre-built and all of the little kids, all the grandkids uh, you know, my nieces and nephews, we just let them go wild with it. And, you know, we have every type of possible candy to put on it and gumdrops and um, little Hershey bar bricks for the roof tiles and we let them do whatever they want to do. We even have like a platform that we put it on. They can decorate like the yard of the gingerbread house. Oh, nice. Yeah. get it. Just really interesting. And each kid has like an area they can decorate so they can make it their own. And um, we just let them go crazy with it. But then uh, at the end of the night, one person becomes the guardian of the gingerbread house. Somebody from the family, either me or one of my sister-in-laws And that person has to take it and keep it until Christmas. So then at Christmas, when we get back together, wherever we end up getting together at, we'll bring the gingerbread house back and then we um, destroy it in new and creative ways over Christmas.
0: (laughs) Okay. I I like the way I like where this is going.
5: (laughs) So um, like one year, uh, my brothers both work in a, um, a car dealership shop like uh, as mechanics. So uh, they took the airbag out of a wrecked car and we set it outside and put the gingerbread house on top of the airbag and um, blew it up so that it blew into the air with great force. Uh, That was a lot of fun. Uh, You know what? Those things are more powerful than you think. It really ejected high. I mean, we, we were standing back, but honestly we were not back far enough. It really ejected into the air.
0: They are. They're very powerful. So, uh, like Brian said, has it landed yet? Because those. Things no. are like-
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we put pieces of it into orbit. But other years we have, um, you know, put it over a bonfire and lit the bonfire and watched it melt. We have put it out like at the into a field and like you know, shot at it or um, pellet guns oh, nice. shot at it. Um, uh, BB guns shot at it. You know. Um, Just about anything you can think of, we've destroyed it. And then we generally leave the little pieces of gingerbread out for the the birds to come and nibble on because they're usually getting pretty hungry about that time. So
0: I want to go to the start of the story. So I'm guessing this is in a run-of-the-mill buying box set of gingerbread houses like, you know, like I do, for example. I don't, I don't, I... (laughs)
5: Well, sometimes we start with that. Like, we'll generally we've made, so one year I actually made the gingerbread and, and like mm-hmm. cut out the sides of the house and everything. And I, I realized what a large amount of work that is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's really hard to get it even and everything. So just to simplify things, we generally start with like your stock gingerbread house that you just mm-hmm. buy from any big box store. Right. But sometimes we'll buy a couple of them and we'll kind of make it our own, but it, it gives you the starting pieces like to kind of put it together and get them a start but we always buy tons and tons of extra decorations and uh extra candy canes and we're always you know cereal like the the rice uh czech cereal makes great roof tiles like they look like little shingles and different Mm -hmm. we've experimented with different types of cereal for it and um the kids look forward to it every year they love love building it and my sister-in-laws don't look forward to keeping it every year. It's always a of <laughs> point of contention about <laughs> who has to keep this gooey, sticky, um, sweet gingerbread house for four weeks between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, and you know, the
2: kids have any of the kids ever balked at the uh, destruction time, or has enough time passed that they're over it? They're like, yeah, whatever.
5: So maybe the first year, but after that. They love it. I mean, they can't wait until and they want to know how we're gonna do it this year and what it's gonna be like. Like the if we if we were to explode it the same day, like I think they would be upset. But like knowing that it's been there for four weeks and it would you know everybody throw
2: it out anyway.
5: Yeah, Yeah. it's really time for it to go. If we're
2: gonna get rid of it, let's get rid of it with style.
0: Now now I have I I have to ask a question. What are the parameters on choosing who's who keeps it? Because I'm 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 guessing there's got to be some sort of you lose a game, you get to keep this <laughs> thing in your house,
2: or if not, it just gave you a really good idea for deciding in the future. Yes.
5: <laughs> I think that that's a great idea because a lot of times it's just like, hey, you haven't done it in a couple of years, you're gonna take this one, <laughs> yeah. or either that or my parents will just drop it off at somebody's house while you're at work, and you'll come home and it'll be sitting on your your kitchen table.
0: Oh, there's <laughs> not a better surprise in that one.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of fun, but um it's a lot of fun and it gives the kids two things to look forward to. They, for, they look forward to building it. And then, you know, after some time they look forward to watching it go away. So, and you know, it's better than just throwing it in the trash can.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has a beginning and an end. Now going back to the formation of it, I'm sure you guys probably have made some very cool designs because if you're buying two or three of those boxes, you're getting you know two-story houses. You're I'm getting maybe a, a
2: high-rise. Con- yeah, chocolate yeah. condo is in my head. <laughs> a the condo, like- condo.
5: <laughs> well, we still have a lot of the kids are still very small. A lot of my nieces and nephews, and my great nieces and nephews, and we want them to participate and be an active participant. So we don't put too much engineering into it. We want we want it, them to own it, like it to look like they want it to look. And you know, kids, they have all they want it to be and you know have so many candy sprinkles on it and so we kind of let them own it we don't over adult it you know a lot of these projects you know you you go to the school projects and you could see the ones that the adults like totally did because they're over engineered and we totally don't do that we we like when it's done you know that the kids owned this project because it's very very special and colorful
2: I'm anticipating stealing this uh, just unashamedly because it dovetails nicely with a summertime tradition that we have with my wife's family, my in-laws. Every 4th of July, everybody brings at least one, if not multiple, uh, watermelons to the 4th of July picnic, and they live out in the middle of nowhere where there's no one to complain about the noise or the mess, and we explode watermelons with giant firecrackers and, uh, and, and other stuff uh, like Tannerite and, uh, and rifles. Um, out in the country every 4th of July. So I I think this constructing gingerbread houses at Thanksgiving, destroying at Christmas thing could be a nice opposite end of the year um, mate for that level of uh, destruction that we generally participate in. in I thought you were going to
0: say that you were going to build it in Thanksgiving and then wait until summer to
5: destroy it. You You do not uh, want to do that. No, that's... Yeah, the problem with it is it's so sweet that it's a good thing it doesn't happen in the summer because mm-hmm. it'll attract ants. I mean, you you really, it, we don't have too much trouble because, you know, it's cold here where we're at. But um, yeah, you got to like watch out. You got to watch that thing. If you're the caretaker, make sure the ants don't create a trail to it because it is a really sweet creation.
0: Yeah, I, it's one of a kind. So that 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 is actually a very neat tradition, I got to say.
5: Yeah, we've been doing it for a lot of years. Um, I can't even remember everything we've done to it. I almost wish, we always take a picture of the gingerbread house, but not always the aftermath of Christmas with the gingerbread house. And, you know, there's different years we haven't. um, We've had to wait until uh, New Year's to do it because, you know, maybe not everybody was there at Christmas or whatever. I mean, yeah, Christmas, the weather or whatever, but either Christmas or New Year's, we usually get it done. And and obviously last year with the pandemic, we didn't have thanksgiving or christmas or remember my family who are sick so we we kind of missed it and, and kind of look forward to getting back with that this year because uh, we are planning on getting together um and i think uh i think my mom has some plans this year maybe to get the little little ones their own little gingerbread houses like mini ones
3: that oh, nice. they can
5: kind of keep that we won't do this to in case the mm-hmm. the new ones and the, the little little ones in the family do get us upset in case they do about the the um, the little tradition that we have. So, uh, but that's another option. And if anybody was willing to try this, is maybe for the little little ones have a little tiny gingerbread house. You can just do a graham crackers. You don't even have to buy a kit for a mini one. Sure, you can just yeah. put a couple of graham crackers together, kind of seal it with icing, and they can kind of do their own little decorating. And that one doesn't have to be um, necessarily a part of the other fun.
0: Yeah, you can do a one-bedroom, one-bathroom kind of a thing. Just to... <laughs> Inefficiency.
5: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> and I on know. that note, <laughs> thank you, Melinda, for joining us today. We really appreciate it.
5: All right. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening into to this week's edition of Ask Anything, presented by Mosher Consulting. We hope you enjoyed listening in to our Thanksgiving Traditions episode. Join us next week when we continue to dive deeper with our resident experts and what they're currently working on. And remember, if you have an idea or a topic you'd like us to explore, please reach out to us through our social media channels. In the meantime, please remember to give us a rating and subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, beware of turkey coma. And so long, everybody.
3: Go.